for the summer workout tape. And ladies, if you follow these instructions exactly, you might be able to pull you a rapper, an NBA player. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is the unofficial kickoff to Fit for February. Um, I'm debating whether or not to do Fit for Feb and then our regular scheduled programs. I'm going to pepper in uh, the Awkward Throw Clear and the Midnight Owl throughout the month of February, so it's not just a Fit for February challenge. But uh, we're doing it a little bit different this year. Longtime listeners will know that um, last couple of years we've done Fit for February. We've done uh, personal journals of everybody and their highs and lows and struggles with um, staying active and living life uh, in the month of February. So uh, this year we've met this man who's on the podcast, MC Kim. And um, MC Kim uh, runs a business called Remix My Fitness. Check it out on Instagram uh, at Remix My Fitness. And he's going to kind of be there to kind of guide us along the way, give us some workouts, and um, just kind of be the change that we need. As you guys probably heard last three years, especially last year, last year, um, halfway through, I, I kind of just gave up on it. And it's not my proudest moment within the podcast, that's for sure, but um, it was one of those moments I just had a lot going on, and I just probably wasn't in the right space to do those kinds of things. And I guess the argument can be made that there's never a right time to you know, start living a better life, but the time is now. Um, but not to speak in cliches, because it's one of my least favorite things, but um, right now we got MC Kim, and this is kind of the introduction to you, the Nana Nation to, uh, I guess, our trainer, our trainer for Fit for Feb. And um, MC Kim and I met on a Toronto podcast forum, and um, we actually have a mutual friend, which is kind of crazy. And I'm just happy that um, he he's here to help us and guide us and uh, kind of be that Yoda to our, our young Luke Skywalker. So with that being said, it's time to get fit, baby. It's time to get those reps in, baby. It's time to get those gains, baby. Are you ready? If you are doing this at home or if this has inspired you at all, please reach out and let us know. And if it hasn't, also let us know, please. Find us up on Instagram. It's probably our best way. If not, our Facebook page is always available. They are both at Not After 30 Podcast. Uh, please check out MC Kim uh, at Remix My Fitness. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us or him or whatever works best for you guys. Guys, I'm pumped. i am already got this ball rolling. Um, starting the first week, we're going to drop four pods on the same day. It's kind of crazy. We've never really done that before. But it's everybody's uh, consultation with MC Kim and just giving him the breakdown and what's up. So they're all about a half hour long. I'm going to drop them all on the same day, check them out. And then moving forward from that, we'll, we'll have kind of a regular scheduled program. I want to thank MC Kim for doing this. Man, you are the man. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Enough, enough, enough. Let's get fit, fam. After 30 podcast, we have a brand new guest on the podcast today with me live via technology, the one, the only MC KIM, MC Kim. What's up, baby? What's up? What's up, man? Thanks for having me on the show. That's MC KIM, aka the kind, intelligent man, or at least I like to think so, anyways. Yeah, that's what they tell you, right? That's what, <laughs> that's they, what tell they tell you. me, for sure, yeah. for sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'll break the ice quickly. Um, 
MC Kim is going to be our, our coach, our advisor uh, for the upcoming Fit for February 2020 edition. This is our third year in a row doing this. Um, I have a lot of I have a lot of um, invested interest in it this year because last year, if you guys listened, I crapped out um, halfway through. I just wasn't motivated to do it. Uh, so I brought in some real smoking guns, uh, someone that can make some get some results happening. So uh, please welcome and and uh, show some love to MC Kim. Uh, my man, please give us a little bit of your resume. What's up? Resume, resume. Okay. I'm going to give my resume in a while here. So uh, I, I, I own and operate a company called uh, Remix My Fitness. It's something that I started up uh, six years ago. Prior to that, uh, it was what I like to call uh, my, um, my life before. Uh, before fitness and, and health, I used to actually work for the Ministry of Attorney General's office here out in Ontario. And um, I did that for 11 years. 11 years of my life. I was always like this this, this chubby kid, then to, to chubby teen, to then turn to fat adult. And uh, by near the end of my career at the government, closer to the end, I was I was topping almost 300 pounds myself. And of course, being, being always like a big kid, my... I was always interested, and I was always uh, trying to figure out how can I go about losing all this weight. And uh, funny enough, uh, I was thinking about what I was doing at work, and and look, granted, working for the government was a great a great career, and, and you know, at such a young age, I was able to get in and, and do my thing and, and move along the ranks. But I realized I was a little unhappy, but I couldn't move jobs just yet. I was getting I was just about getting married around that time. And I thought, why don't I start to kind of change myself first and see see where that takes me? So that kind of kickstarted my journey a little bit. And funny enough, it's it's all about like uh, you know I step on the scale like everybody else did, and every every time you you go through the highs and lows, or you know one day one morning you're 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 lighter, and then in the, in the evening you're you're heavier, and it's just what a what a crappy feeling that gave me. So finally one day I decided, you know what, let me just toss this scale out and. Why don't I just start doing the things that I like doing? So I made a list of these are the things I like to do, and these are things that I don't like to do. For example, uh, I like I actually enjoy going to the gym. I actually like lifting weights, but and but I found that I was only going there because I wanted to go and lose weight. That was that was the reason why, and it made it made me want to go to the gym less. I love martial arts. I love doing martial arts, but I I signed up to do martial arts because I thought that's what was going to help me lose weight. And I would do like other things, like I would go and do like CrossFit gym stuff and all that kind of stuff like that. And that I didn't really enjoy as much. So, you know, I thought, why don't I, why don't I take that out of the list of things? And because I don't like doing that, why don't I focus on the things that I like to do? And next thing you know, I'm like losing weight and I don't even know how much weight I'm losing. I know all my coworkers are commenting and saying like, hey, Jimmy, like how much weight you losing? And I said, no idea. I've never stepped on the scale. And it wasn't until two years later that I had to step on a scale because I was competing in a... I was competing in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament, and I had to know what my weight was. And at that time, I found out that I had dropped about 75 pounds. Wow. And Yeah. In two years, never stepping on the scale. No idea how much I how much I, I knew I was losing weight because I had to go and buy new clothes. But right. I had no idea like exactly what that number was. And when I looked down and I, I saw the number on the scale, like I was real happy. But I wasn't happy just at the fact that I had lost weight. I was more happy at the fact that... I was able to lose weight without having to, without without it being like a goal of mine. It wasn't it wasn't my main goal, right? So I was like, wow, I was like two years, 
haven't stepped on the scale. I see the weight, and man, I'm happy. But I was really happy about the journey that got me there because the journey was like it wasn't stressful. I was just doing it for the love, the love of it. Oh wow! Okay, there's so many things I need to ask you. Okay, <laughs> so first of all, what kind of fat kid were you? Were you were you just always like a husky kid that was just kind of like all around fat, or did you have like the the gut fat? Like, what kind of fat were you? Yeah, so I was definitely an all around fat kid, you know. And uh, uh, you 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 can't you can't see me, or the listeners can't see me right now. But you know, Kim Kim also stands for it's my last name, so I am Korean. And uh, if uh, if you guys know Kim's Convenience, that was I've never watched an episode in my life, but I can only imagine that. Whatever was playing on TV or whatever was playing in the plays, that was my life. So I had access to chips, chocolate, chocolate milk, ice cream, all that kind of stuff. It all was the good stuff. All yeah. the good stuff, aka all the bad stuff. Right, was right. To me, every every single time. So it was, uh, you know, my 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 lunch snacks were like Joe Louis bars and like flakies and you know all that kind of stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Uh, whatever was expiring soon, my parents were like, "Look, we can't sell this." So her been eat all this like crappy cereal, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah. It was it was funny because like it's. Uh, as as they're unknowingly kind of doing this, right? But at the same time, my parents were they were they were the biggest. They had the biggest concern for me. They're like, "Oh my God, you're you're gaining weight. Why are you gaining all this weight? Is because of this or that?" But you know, really, it was it was a combination of a lot of things. And I was a very active child. Every day was, you know, we lived a very like typical Asian life where I was like, "Oh, you know, after school, you got to do more school. You got to do this extra activity. You got to go. You got to go swim. You got to do martial arts." So I was doing all kinds of things like six days a week, and plus eating all that junk and you know going going about it and then when when I got to when I actually got into high school I found I found weightlifting and I actually lost a bunch of weight at that time I remember coming back one summer and all the girls were like oh man what happened to you Jimmy and uh, I was like I don't know I, I spent my I spent my whole summer at the YMCA so that that's that's how I did it and then and then I got into university and uh you know, I kind of had a little bit more more freedom and you know access to even more stuff. You know, on top of on top of still owning the convenience store, right? So right. Uh, I just kept getting gaining more and more weight. And then I I met my uh, met my girlfriend to you know later on to be my wife, and she's uh, she's quite the chubby chaser. So it was, <laughs> it was even less motivation to, to lose weight. She she liked big guys, right? And, uh, she like to give give you a reference point. She loved um, what's that guy? Seth. Uh, I want to say Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen, yeah. Yeah, Seth Rogen, right? And then when he lost a bunch of weight, she like she was like, oh, he's not cute anymore. And then uh, what's that, what's that jo- other guy? Jo- Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Him too. She was like, oh man, she's, all I want to do is I want to hug that guy. When he lost a bunch of weight, she's like, ah, oh, he's a he ain't handsome no more. Wow. So um, I was with her, and then I just kept gaining more and more weight. And on top of that, she's she's a petite she's a petite girl a petite girl but she's got a big eye for food so we go to restaurants and <laughs> she'd order like six things but then like have like a scoop of everything he's like oh my god I'm full so obviously you know, I gotta I gotta go and I gotta clean the, gotta go and clean that up so yeah you can't let that go to waste yeah so with her it's it's funny because I I actually know exactly how much weight I gained while I was with her I gained um I gained forty five pounds being with her in uh, five years. Wow. So almost 10, Actually, 10 pounds a year. You know what? Like, th- it's true. The relationship weight is a real thing, but it's it's amazing. I, you know, I don't want to say exactly, but when I met my wife, same thing happened. But instead of like, you know, same kind of idea, I got that relationship weight, gained that relationship pounds. And I, I definitely blame her, but it's probably my own fault, but definitely blame her mostly. Yeah. 
Yeah, def- you can blame you can blame her out. Uh, you know, when 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 she's not around, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, when she's not listening, like out- right now, she's outside of the studio. Yeah, but I'm just gonna leave it like that. I'm uh, I'm not gonna say it loud enough that I could accidentally get through the walls, but. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, so that's pretty crazy. First of all, when you said King Convenience, I was like, it's based around your family. Like, I that's what I thought you were going at <laughs> when you said that. Um, that that would lead the podcast down a different road. But yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So that's pretty awesome, though. Like, I mean, it seems like you're an active kid, so your heart was probably really strong. Mm-hmm. But it's just you're just fueling your body with crap. Yeah, I was one of those like fat kids that was very. Um, I want to say like I wasn't like athletic, but. I could run, you know, and I, I did a lot of martial arts, so I was, I was quite flexible as a fat kid as well, right? And, uh, you know, when I, when I found, like, weightlifting in my, in my teens, I was like, okay, this is, this is my sport. Like, this, this is my thing because, uh, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't really play team sports as a, as a youngster. You know, my, my parents didn't really, I would say, like, believe in that. Like, that wasn't really something that they thought would be useful for me, useful to me, like, later in life. So it was a lot of, like, solo things. Like, um, we did Taekwondo, we did swimming, we did tennis, uh, golf, things like that. Yeah, all the the regular stereotype things that all all Asian parents do, you know. So um, team sports to them was kind of like, oh, you know, that's like, what are you going to do with that with the rest of your life? So even, you know, while I was growing up, it was, it was like, I felt out of place, but then when I got into the weight room, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is. I think this is my thing. I really, I really enjoy doing it." And uh, I grew a liking to it. It's just my my diet didn't didn't uh, didn't supplement it as 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 well. Okay, so you you when when you're leaving, like when you're at your heaviest, you you're saying like three hundred pounds. I would say I was close to like two ninety. Two ninety, and you're and how tall are you? I'm five ten. Okay, so. Uh, 290 at 510 i can't imagine you wearing that very well right yeah you know like uh, i think when people found out i was 290 they thought okay that's that that seems like an, that seems like a really high number you don't look 290 ish but uh i'll tell you I, I there's when i i, I competed at, at at that heavy i competed in brazilian jiu-jitsu that's that's what i primarily do now is for my pastime but when i competed i was competing in the super ultra heavyweight class which is which was 230 and unlimited. So I was fighting these wow. big boys, and they they wore what they were like. They were like six foot five, just like I mean, right, they, right. They weren't like shredded, ripped abs or anything, but they they were definitely big boys for yeah. sure. And I was like, okay, I'm I'm in the wrong weight class for this one. 300 pounds, whether it's fat or muscle, is still 300 pounds. So yeah, dude, yeah. It's, it's it's that's it's a lot of weight. I'll tell you that. That's amazing. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, where do you practice your jujitsu? So I practice. Uh, I've been practicing jujitsu here out in Toronto BJJ, uh, the academy down at Toronto BJJ, uh, for the last uh, twelve years now. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. Well, I, I'm a fan of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. It's mixed, mixed martial arts for sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm so fascinated by fighting off your back in uh, in jujitsu. So I yeah. think it's amazing. And we got we got a, we got a mutual mutual friend between us, right? Uh, Is it uh, Joel? Joel? Yeah, That's Joel's right. the man. <laughs> yeah, I miss him. I miss him. He yeah, he did my sister for a while, and uh, he was such a great guy. So yeah, he's a great guy. We we've had a, we've had a couple tussles uh, for fun. Uh, yeah, that's where I met him. Yeah, we meet around like, you know, once once you're in the kind of in the community, like you you run into everybody. Even though he he runs a different academy and uh, it does really it does really well. At, but 
we 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 still kind of you know meet up at somebody else's place, right? And we get to get to roll and yeah. do things. So that's that's always like an amazing thing. Yo, he he used to talk. I used to joke around. Like I, I don't I don't know any. I only know lingo from watching MMA, and uh, so I was jokingly uh, telling him about thumb control and, and telling him I was going to take him out wrist control. And he's like, oh yeah, and he grabbed my thumb so quickly and had had it wrapped around the other side of my hand so quickly. <laughs> I was like, okay, fuck, man. I was just kidding around with you, but you went, you went and took it all serious and shit, man. It's we tough, it, you know. I, I'm like that with my friends too. It's just kind of, you know, as as I think as all guys do, you know, you have that 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 camaraderie and and you 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 kind of bump each other and you you kind of hold each other and. But I think for 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 someone like me for doing it this long, it's it's just my natural instinct. Like, oh, you put your arm over me, I'm gonna go for the underhook and I'm yeah. gonna grab you and like and it's just like it's just it's just instinctual and I, I don't mean to do it but I'll tell you my friends do not grab me or 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 do anything kind of kind of kind of like that anymore that's for sure yeah it really sets a tone for the future future endeavors <laughs> for sure it like, does a little side note like uh, I you, you how old are you I'm uh, 37 okay so yeah so we're the same age so um, we probably went to high school with the same kind of things were cool at the same time where'd you grow up did you grow up in Toronto yeah, I grew, up, I grew up in Toronto. Uh, we moved around a lot when I was a kid, but I, I would say like my home base where I spent uh, my middle school, high school years was at uh, DVP and York Mills. Okay, right on. Yeah, what about yourself? Mississauga. And Mississauga, okay. Yeah. So born and raised in Mississauga, moved out to Milton once I got married. Um, but, you know, in high school, it was probably the same thing. Like guys were always trying to be like more alpha or more macho or more bravado than any other guy. And so you walk by a buddy and you either like you flick his tit or give him purple mm-hmm. nurple or give him the nut check, all those mm-hmm. things. And Still uh, do. Yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, a couple of years ago, me and my buddies are at a baseball game and my, and my one buddy purple nurples the other guy. And the other guy is like, don't do, don't do that. And, and the, the first guy is like. He's like, oh, yeah, whatever, whatever, and does it again. My buddy punched him in the face. We're adults at this point. It's not like we're kids. I'm talking a couple years ago, uh, full-blown adults, and he punched him in the face at a baseball game. I'm like, I'm sitting behind them, bro, behind them. Guys, what the fuck is going on? And he's like, I told him not to touch my nipple. He went and touched my nipple again. I was like, oh, my God, dude, you need to fucking chill out a little bit, bros. It, that must have had a bad experience, man. Must have, must had, a must have had a really bad experience. Totally. Right, that's a child's back to the dark, dark days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so you're coming in. Uh, we met on on a mutual podcasting forum, mm-hmm. um, and you know you, you put something out there. I reached out, and I think I think you're the guy for the job for fifth for February. So, um, I mean, you have the the track record, and you've been doing it for the last couple of years. So, is what are the challenges that you feel walking into a group of strangers, kind of trying to get these strangers motivated? Like, how, what kind of challenges or Red flags pop up for you. Well, the the biggest thing is whenever whenever I sit down and I meet with my clients. So I what I what I primarily do is I do a lot of online online coaching. So same with what I'm what I'm trying to do with with you guys here. It's um, I don't get to see you in person. So it's 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 my job to try to figure out okay what are your what's what's really your motivation. That's that's always to me my my goal it's my company's called remix my fitness and, and and the reason why i call it that is because i really believe that there's more than one way to train eat and live but that being said i think most people who go out there to look for a fitness coach or who who goes out to look for a personal trainer they have a they have a an idea in mind which is 
I want to go out there, I want to lose weight, or I want to look a certain way. But from my experience, it's, I would say, 90% of the time, 90, 90% of the time, that is not a, that is not a good enough motivator, right? Most, most people will, most people will just quit, or they just hate doing it. Like, early on, I just thought, I, when I, when I started off, I, I, I did mostly a lot of kettlebell training. I, I taught people how to do kettlebells, and I got into kettlebells because I thought it would be like a fun, cool way to work out. So I started getting all the results. People are kind of like, "Oh, how are you doing this?" And I'm like, "I'm using this thing called a kettlebell," and I just thought this was this was it. This is what's going to revolutionize and change everybody's opinion about weight training and all this and that. And then, you know, quickly I realized people, a lot of people, don't like this training system, and I'm trying to push this down there down the throat like this is it you know like this is this is better than weight training and this is why but you know one of my clients like i had like a very like aha moment where he was like lifting stuff and he was he was he was swinging bells and then literally he just he just dropped the bell in the middle of the floor and he's just like look jimmy i don't give a fuck that i can lift five pounds heavier tomorrow i don't care if i could do five more rips or reps next week like this is just not fun this sucks so <laughs> I uh, I went to my car and I grabbed I grabbed my my boxing gear and I just I remember just throwing the the gloves at him. I was like, here, put this on. And we started boxing. Like I mean, I didn't teach him anything technical or anything like that. I was just look, just hit the pads. We're gonna go three minute rounds. We're gonna go five rounds. We're gonna get one minute rest. This is just like we're gonna do in, in in a in a in a boxing match, except you're just gonna hit these pads. And we hit those pads. And at the end of the five rounds. He collapsed on the floor, and I thought, "Oh my God, I killed this guy. He's having, a, he's having a heart attack." So I asked him, "I was like, hey, hey, I was like, are you okay?" And he says, "Yeah." He's like, "Can I ask you something though?" And he's just lying on the floor, pool of sweat, and he's like, "Did we? Is that is that considered exercise? Did we just exercise?" <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, the, we, this is exercise because like, it didn't feel like exercise. Totally. It, it, was, it was fun." And to me, that that just sent light bulbs, all, you know, throughout my head. I was just like, "Oh my God, this is it." I got to go out there and I got to find what's going to be fun for each and every single person. But to get that message across, to tell people, it's like, hey, you know what? Don't worry about weight loss. Don't worry about the way you look. Go out there and like have some fun. Go go out and try and try something that you actually want to do and don't think about the other stuff. That I find is always the hardest part. Mm. And I got to imagine it's, it's going to be different with everybody you meet with. Absolutely. And yeah, everybody has. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, and I got to imagine it's a lot like what a phys ed teacher has to deal with with young grades of kids that may not want to play basketball or hockey or soccer. You got to, yeah. you know, find something that's gonna intrigue them enough. For, for sure. I mean, I, I'm sure you remember when you when you were in high school. It's not like some things you enjoyed doing, like whether it was like playing basketball or um, whether it was playing dodgeball. You know, for me, like I was like playing European handball, uh, and but nobody else seemed to really like that, right? So yeah. it's just. What what's gonna go out there and get you get you moving? Like what's what's the real motivator? Because the truth is, there there is no secret workout. There's no there's no secret exercise. It basically boils down to uh, consistency, consistency, time and effort, right? And if, if if you aren't doing if if you aren't doing those things, you're not gonna see the results. So if you know that. This seven-minute workout is the best thing to do, and it's gonna help you lose weight. And all you gotta do is do all you gotta do is do it for seven minutes every single day. But then if you don't do it, you're not gonna see any results, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but if you go out and you're consistent, let's say even just like once a week, and you're going out and you are 
whether you're going to the gym or whether you're going to play basketball, man, he's like, you're going to see a big difference. One of the other examples that I love to give is there was another client who I was training and I could just tell like he just just did not like coming to the gym, pulling on cables and I could just see it in his face. And I go to him like, I'll, I'm going to call him Don for, for, for conversation's yeah. sake. And I go to him like, I'm Don. I was like, what, do you, what, do you, what would you like to do? And he's like, oh, well. He's like, what I really love to do is I love to play basketball. And I said, well, why don't you play basketball? Why don't you join a league? Why don't you do this? He's like, oh, no. He's like, so much work and it's so far. You know, at least you come at the time that I, that I know I'm going to be free and we get to do this. And I was telling him, like, but what's the point of me coming here if you just hate me, hate me coming here and you putting in half-ass kind of work into all this so what he did what what I, what I did was i was like look how about this and at the time I, I i i was renting out school gyms to run classes and do things like this do things like that and i said look why don't i rent out a school gym for you and if you can get a couple boys together well, why don't you why don't you do that and why don't we play a little bit of basketball and he said sure he agreed to it and it turned out that the school, only school that was available that I could rent out was in Vaughan. And he lives in Toronto. So it was a good, like, 35, 40-minute drive. And it was at, at 8 o'clock at night, 8 to 10. So he was just like, oh, man, it's so late. I'm going to be so tired. I, you know, I got to drive there, like, at 7, 7, 7 o'clock, 7.30. But anyways, begrudgingly, he does this. We get there. His friends are there. We, we bump some music. We're playing basketball. And we thought maybe we'll play for, like, 30 minutes, even though we have the gym for two hours. We played the whole two hours. Yes. Right? We played the whole two hours, and, like, he's just sweating. He's like, holy shit, that was amazing. He's like, can I get this gym again? How can we, how can we make this a regular thing? So, long story short, he's been playing every Tuesday and every Thursday with a group of friends, and those friends bought friends, and those friends bought, brought friends, and they got this little own, like, little league going on every Tuesday, Thursday. Late at night, so now he's not complaining about the time or anything like that. Our workouts now, we still train together. Our workouts now, he's, we still train together, but now we have a purpose to train. And the purpose is he doesn't want to get hurt. He's in his, his mid-40s. Uh, he wants to be strong in the paint. He wants to have enough cardio. He wants me to show him how to stretch. What are the stretches that he can do beforehand? What are the stretches he can do after? And his motivation now. We're doing we're doing similar exercises in in the gym. This, it, you can only do push-ups and chest presses only only so many different variations. But now he is so focused, and throughout that whole time, he's talking about you know his friend doing this to him, and, and he wants to he, how can he how can he get better at that? And it's like you just that light bulb moment, that aha moment, is like what I really try to chase for with everybody. That's awesome, and I, I think you you're nailing it too, right? Like you're finding people that are interested, finding something for people that are interest them enough to keep doing it. The fact that he built his own own league around it, hopefully you still get a percentage of that action because <laughs> that's always nice, right? Dude, my percentage of the action is honestly, it's like as long as he's still trained with me, I'm good with that percentage. <laughs> so, but he he needs he needs me to rent out those schools. So there he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean. You're the I can I can tell I mean we've only only talked like two or three minutes before we start recording, uh, I I can tell instantly that 
you subscribe to something that's so important to this podcast, which is passion over paycheck. And and for us, that's kind of a motto, that's a mantra that we live by. I mean, we're not making millions of dollars. We're not even making tens of dollars on the podcast. But it's nice to know that people are super passionate about something and finding ways either to make a living off of it or just finding ways to you know just make some money from it. Because I can tell how passionate you are about you know helping people change their lifestyles. I know you're the man for this job. I appreciate it, man. I'll, I'll try. I try my very best. But you know, on the topic of of passion, you know, so I have. I don't know if I can say this or not, but you can cut this out if you want. But I, I got my own podcast that I run called the Remix My Fitness Podcast. Of That's where and, I was going. That's where you're going with it. And you know, just I just so happened I released an episode yesterday, which was "Don't Follow Your Passion," right? And what I mean by this is, look, I'm very passionate about what I do. You know, I'm I'm passionate. But what I what led me to quitting my job and doing this thing full time, what leads me into training people, and what goes through my mind. When I when I sit down and meet with people, and what I ask people to do is to be curious and don't just follow your passion blindly. Because sometimes following your passion blindly, like you're you're so fired up, it's just kind of like, man, this is this is it for me. This is this is what's gonna happen. But there are other things that sometimes you're following your passion. Like for example, like the passion of fitness. I run into a lot of people who lose weight and they they want to go do it. But then there's that business aspect of the of the of the fitness room, like the bookkeeping, the advertising, the having to get thirty no's, right? Like that can ruin your passion, but instead, I ask people, and you know, to to be curious about and to imagine, like, what does this fitness thing look like for me? What 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 could it look like? Not and not what not what can I post on social media? Not what somebody's doing and somebody's looking like? Because I, I feel like that really gets people down. Like, this person has this kind of body; they're the same age as I am, or they have they have this kind of money. Why don't I have it? But it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that for everybody. So why should that work like that for you? Yeah, and I think that's fair too, fair to say. So t- tell us a little bit more about your podcast. Like what inspired you to bring you to the podcast game and um, maybe some highs and lows from it? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the what brought me to the podcast, I was a longtime podcast listener. You know, it was one of the podcasts that I listened to. Uh, it was called The Fitcast. And, I, and this was out uh let's say maybe about like 10 12 years ago mm-hmm. uh and it was a really good podcast i was listening to that and i was listening to the joe rogan podcast when he was first starting out and i thought okay this is pretty cool i like this i like this idea of like audio i've always enjoyed audio books and uh, i used to do a lot of like audio workouts when i was a kid as well and it was just something that 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 kept me and you know my wife she was like a big motivation she said you should you should do a podcast you seem to like podcasts you, whenever I get onto other people's shows, you like you do you do pretty okay on there. And then it wasn't until I tried I tried a bunch of stuff. I tried like doing like YouTube. I tried doing like social media. I tried doing something that I wanted to find my thing online. And then it wasn't until the it wasn't until I actually decided like look when I why don't I just, why don't I just try this podcast thing and see see what happens. So um, I went and I did it. And uh, you know the I guess the the high was. I went out and I went out and did it. The low was, you know, the first initial, like, I think two, three episodes did, like, really good numbers. And I was happy. But, it, it, you know, it was all my clients and family, like, kind of checking in. And then all of a sudden, it took, like, a huge, like, a massive dip in, in by, like, I think, like, episode three or four. Um, you know, when it went from, like, just a ton of people listening to, like, I would say, like, almost nobody nobody listening. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh, been there, like, brother. This. Been there. I was like, this sucks, right? So that yeah. was a real low. And then um 
you know, I you 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 like I I fell into the trap of like, well, look at all these other podcasters doing their thing, and you know they they got a huge audience. Um, and so oh, look at look at their sponsors, man. Like they they sound like they're making like some making some real dough, right? And and that's not the reason why I got into the got into in the first place. The first place was I had a message that I want to send out, and I was getting concerned with other people's messages and uh, and not worrying about my own. So my show was like inconsistent. I was like posting episodes here and then like forgetting a couple of weeks i was self-conscious to put out other things and i couldn't get interview like big name interviews like i like i thought i thought i would right so definitely the lows and then uh yeah somehow you know i found i found my path and again kind of very similar to to my weight loss weight loss story it's kind of like okay why am i doing this do i do i want to do this is this something that i want to do or is this something that i think i want to do and um, you know, I, I, I thought I could be a millionaire doing this, but it turns out, uh, it turns out I'm not. So what, what now? Right. So I'd be very open and honest with myself and turns out I, I do like doing it. And I got to, I've gotten to meet like some, some crazy people over, over the podcast. I had, uh, had a guy from, uh, he was a Hollywood stunt guy and he was, uh, he was in the new Hobbs and Shaw movie. So he was a stunt guy for. Uh, a couple of the big actors there, and he is one of the main stunt guys now for the upcoming Marvel movie that they're doing with all the all the new all the new people. So I thought that's cool. Like I'm gonna bring this guy on. I'm gonna ask him like, how does he keep healthy, and you know, how does he keep injury free? And then it turns out the dude had like two PhDs uh, from Oxford University out 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 in England, and he was this he he was a, a sports therapist. So oh, wow. we, we we talking like sports therapy, you know, then I just I had just finished doing like a tournament and he's like assessing me and he's he's giving me all this advice. And I thought, man, he's like, if I if I just stopped the podcast now, like I would have gotten I've gotten all this advice that I can I can go out and use a use for use for a lifetime. So just little things like that are pretty cool. And of course, you know, my show is not like this, this huge, like number one Joe Road type podcast, but it's really cool that like I'll get messages from people from India um, I'll get messages from people from England and just tell me like how much they like the show and uh, they they make the suggestions they give me some advice and like I think what a beautiful thing that is to be able to connect with people like that totally and I mean it goes to show too like I, I was checking on your podcast earlier and I mean you've got like a beautiful pristine five point five star rating that's incredible I mean do you know, uh, it says here for two years does that sound right two years um yeah so we're gonna be we're i think actually like a year and a half now okay right on yeah and you and you do seasons so why seasons as opposed to uh just like continuous um you know it gives me it gives me the the freedom to go about and changing the show the way i want it i want it to so um i think if, if anybody all you know all my old time listeners they've seen within the first like 30 episodes I went from doing like, okay, you know what? Maybe I'll, I'll try this. And then, uh, you know what? Maybe I'll try this. Oh, I'll try that. And I think it just got like a little confusing. And even for me, like it got, it got a little bit confusing. But at least this way, I'm like, okay, you know what? Season one was the was season of like pilots where I, I tried a bunch of different things. So why don't I try season two? Why don't I, why don't I try a different route? But then like I'm, I'm someone that, you know, tends to get maybe a little bit bored. Or I want to I try something new. So allowing me to have seasons gives me a chance to be like, okay, you know what? I want why don't I try this for this season? And why don't I why don't I roll with it this way, make it sound this way. And right, uh right, right. just it gives me it helps me give give myself a little bit of a format. Um there's that and like I, I also like the idea of 
I also idea like the idea of like volumes, you know. So uh, the reason why like MC Kim, the way the way that that name rolled around was uh, for university. I went to York, York University. And I went with a very good buddy of mine, and he happened to be a DJ. And he asked me if I could MC some of his some of his jams. So I thought, okay, when I do this, we can make a little bit of coin for school. And he also said, look, I'm also going to come out with these mix CDs. And would you be would you be comfortable coming onto the mic and just you know just being like the mix CD like MC guy? I'm like sure. So he sat down and he's like, you need a name. You just you you can't go there with like Jimmy Kim. Like no nobody's gonna care about that. So <laughs> we were just like sitting thinking and I, jokingly I was just like, why don't I why don't I call myself MC Kim? And he's like, sure. He's like that that works. And I'm like okay cool. So. We 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 got our first CD done. Um, it was called "So Fresh and So Clean, Volume One," and I like the we, title. <laughs> we by the time we were also using another guy who was going to, uh, you know, just you ever you ever buy a mix CD before, like at a, at a flea market or anything like that? Yeah, all the time. I had yeah. like all of uh, Little Wayne's convenience store like uh, mixtapes. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. So we. We couldn't do it ourselves. We we couldn't enter into the flea market and be able to sell these CDs, which is at the time like how you kind of made the most money. So instead, we had to use another guy, who he was like a distributor. He'd go to all the flea markets and he would he would sell the CDs, and we would we would get a cut. We would get a cut from it. So um, we use this guy, and he, and he goes to me. He's like MC Kim. He's like, oh man. He's like, it sounds like a female name. It sounds like it's like a female, a female uh, MC that's on there. He's like, nobody's gonna buy that and blah blah blah. And he was, Giving, giving us the grinds for it. So he, he ends up putting two dots, like K dot I dot M. And oh, then yeah. it turns, and he's just like, yeah, just make something up for it. Like, just, you know, name, put some acronym on there. So I was just, I was in the studios, or just kind of, as, as my as my, my buddy's like spinning and, and making the remixes, I just, I, you know, came up, I was like, hey, uh, my name's MC Kim, AK, the kind, intelligent man. And whatever reason, you know, after so many years, it's, it's stuck. And it not only has not just stuck, but I've actually this character MC Kim, me, MC Kim. I've been uh, recently in a published book, uh, or my character's been in a published book called uh, Chinkstar. Okay. Uh, and another, another, another buddy of mine was just telling me, he's like, "Hey, I'm writing this book." You know, and I was telling him the story about the whole DJ thing and all that stuff like that, and. Uh, he was just like, yeah. He's like, man. He's like that MC Kim story. He's like that sounds pretty cool. He's like, would you mind if I put that in my story? And I'm like, sure. And then he got back to me like four years ago. He's like, hey, uh, you remember that story I was telling you I was writing about? He's like, he's like, it's being published. It's being published uh, at a at a real publishing book company. And he asked me to come to the launch. And next thing you know, I'm a character. Uh, next I mean, thing you know, I'm a, I'm a character in a book, which is crazy. You made it, really. You made it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I th- I think that's what what happens when you put yourself out there. Like, when you throw caution to the wind and you just to yourself, you're just like, I'm just gonna make whatever I can happen. And when you put it out there, it hits a fan, whatever sticks. That that's exactly what happened that in that scenario. And thank God you did that, right? Because like, it's a great story now. It is absolutely, you know. And I mean, I, I hear that from people, and you know, for me, it's like I I, I find it a little bit hard. I'm just thinking like, well, this is just something that I did, and I, I never thought like me cutting a mix CD, you know, 15, 17 years ago, would then turn into something that I end up using in a podcast later, yeah. right? And I and I go by so, which is crazy, you know. Uh, your 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 show is is about like surviving the 30s, and for me, it's uh, 
in my 30s is where I feel like I got started. In my 20s, I, you know, I was in a nice like I was in a nice position and I was got I got very comfortable. But, you know, I work really hard now, and I work really hard now because I I, I tell everyone it's because I was so lazy in my 20s. I just I just put no effort into anything. I just kind of coasted, and now now I find like I have to kind of play catch up. So I'm I'm hustling and bustling every every chance I get. That's a good message either way. At least you did it as opposed to never doing it and then always blaming somebody else for it. Yeah, for sure. And and getting getting yourself down, right? Because like nobody beats yourself up like you do, right? That's no, true. nobody. Like when you're when you're by yourself and you're just like I don't know playing video games or whatever, you've been thinking like, man, I know I should be doing some work right now, but uh, I'm gonna play like another thirty minutes. And then next thing you know, it's like two in the morning, right? Like, and you're totally. like, man, I, I suck. Like, why do I yeah. why do I do this, right? Like, ooh, you There's know, you start asking, yeah, you start asking yourself like existential questions, like you know, all these all those things like that. So, um, I'm I'm glad I was able to make the push, and definitely there's been some bumps and and, and blocks along the way, but. Uh, you know, I, I keep I keep my goal in mind. I keep my curiosity always in check, and uh, yeah, I continue I t- continue to trudge along as uh, like everybody else does. At a boy, okay, I'm gonna cut this podcast here, but I want you to plug everything. So if people who are listening to this who want to know more about the notorious KIM, um, where they can find you so they can look you up before. So if you could plug your Instagram and maybe your podcast, and if they want to reach out, if you have like another line, yeah, and then. Wrap it up, and then we'll do the uh, big con- the big consultation for my fit for February. Sounds good. Sounds good. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, I, I really appreciate everyone taking the time to to listen to the show and to listen to me and uh, ramble on about all all things. Uh, hopefully, uh, you get a little something out of it. But if you want to reach out to me, I'm 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 open. I, I always love to hear from from all the listeners out there, people out there. So uh, directly, you can reach me at mckim at remixmyfitness.com um, or remixmyfitness.com and of course I have the podcast uh, Remix My Fitness Podcast which is on iTunes and whatever uh, whatever podcast listener that you enjoy listening to your show and uh, all my Facebook Instagram stuff they're all at Remix My Fitness so I'm not a I'm not a hard man to find right on and I will plug all those things in the show notes as well um, when this goes on to our Facebook and Instagram page I'll have all the links in there too so if you're listening to this on any podcatcher you'll be able to find Mr. Kim Mr. Kim is that okay to call you J Kim MC Kim, MC Kim for Hello. sure my man <laughs> as, uh, as as long as the Kim's in there you can call me whatever, whatever. right on I like that I like that. you gotta you gotta be proud about those Korean roots man you can't hide that name Oh, you can't hide that for sure. For yeah. sure. All right. Uh, Nana Nation, thank you so much for tuning in and checking this out. This is an After 30 podcast. That is MC Kim. And thank you, as always, for listening to the pod.